A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tools Tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Be it young stars, indie darlings, or former WWE employees who left to be a bigger fish in a smaller pond, AEW backstage is bloated with workers. There's only so much TV time for all of these names, and so many aren't booked regularly purely because Tony Khan isn't ready for them to win, as that would mean they would advance up a card that is already full. This delicate balance has all but meant that the who's who of wrestling that the company has on its books has become a sad game of where where. I'm CypherWhatCulture.com and these are 10 AEW stars who have gone AWOL. Number 10, Angelico. A versatile and talented wrestler with a far stronger support than you might think, Angelico is nonetheless not so over or exceptional that his not appearing regularly on television registers as promotional malpractice. Others certainly indict Tony Khan's ability as a booker, but not Angelico. He's a skilled performer on a roster so extravagantly brilliant that being really good isn't good enough. Still, given his prowess, surely he could weave magic in a televised outing with, say, Brian Danielson. It would be such an unusual and compelling match, one that you'd expect Danielson would love to challenge himself with, and one that would work nicely to further remind people just how incredible he is. The likelihood of it happening, however, is remote. By this point, Angelico has been stigmatised as a nobody, and the match wouldn't be taken seriously even in AEW, wherein most matches, while at a minimum good, are predictable. Number 9. Miro At the time of speaking, Miro was last sighted on AEW television weeks ago screaming a compelling demand, Belt the Redeemer. Tony Khan didn't acquiesce to it, despite uh, booking it. Instead, Miro has vanished. So, to which belt was he referring? It feels much too early for both Orange Cassidy to lose the All-Atlantic title, or for the newly crowned Samoa Joe to hot potato his TNT Championship over to Miro, unless he's willing to defend his rarely defended Ring of Honor TV title, which at this point seems as though it's in a holding pattern with Joe keeping the belt warm until ROH gets its full launch. He probably wasn't referring to the world title, and that's the problem. Miro isn't quite a pay-per-view headliner, but he's also somebody that Khan doesn't want to beat. That is a familiar refrain at this point. At some point soon, Khan has to ask himself whether it's better for his upper mid-card fleet to lose a few times or simply not exist. The lack of Miro on TV, who's so good at promos that he'd excel in blood feuds, is beyond a joke. Number 8. Anthony Agogo the governor represented a floor in what is sadly now the old ranking system in AEW. He won a lot, but there couldn't be a payoff. He's still a bit green, but as he demonstrated in a promising feud with Cody Rhodes before it fell apart with a weird nationalistic bent, he holds immense potential. A good talker and radiating presence, Agogo boasts one of the most legitimate finishers in the game. As a shoot Olympic bronze medalist, his punch is as credible as anything in this emulated pseudo-sport. The issue Tony Khan faces is that to maximise a performer like 
go, 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 he really can't lose often, if at all. He can't waste that inbuilt legitimacy. He can't win too often yet, because as good as he already is, he's not close to the stratospheric main event standard. Book him to win too often, and it makes no sense to put him in a spot for which he isn't ready. It's a trap from which a go-go, developing experience on the British indie circuit as part of an excursion at present, cannot escape. Number 7. Christopher Daniels AEW arrived only a few years too late for Christopher Daniels, and it's a shame. Even in 2016, he was tearing up in death-defying ladder wars in Ring of Honor, but by the time 2019 rolled around, he was knackered. The scene to which he was such a key, faithful architect had finally broke big, and he was too thrashed to star in it. It was cruel, and his infamous botch in a match against Penta El Zero Miedo was particularly bleak. There were highlights here and there, his clever role in the introduction of Mr. Brody Lee, attaching nostalgic match opposite Brian Danielson to formerly launch Tony Khan's Ring of Honor, a blood-soaked selling masterclass against the Young Books, and the heartbreaking end of his quest for tag team gold. Last seen on TV in July, you'd expect that to be it. He's an executive first and foremost these days. Daniels at least will always hold the distinction of setting the tone for what at its peak is already one of the all-time great pro wrestling promotions. SCU's trio's banger opposite Strongheart's at the inaugural Double or Nothing absolutely had to go well, and Daniels delivered in a hugely pressurised situation. Number 6. Andrade El Idolo When it comes to backstage blowouts in AEW, the talk and focus may well be on CM Punk, whether he's still employed, if he's buying out his contract, what's next, etc. And so it overshadows that Andrade is also persona non grata in All Elite Wrestling. CM Punk at least got the world, literally in the case of its title. He got the biggest and coolest return in wrestling history. He wanted to work with Darby Allen, Powerhouse Hobbs and Dax Harwood, and so he did. He wanted to cut his own promos, and he did. He wanted to revisit the strain of storytelling so dear to him in Ring of Honor, and he did. He got everything he ever wanted in wrestling, and it still wasn't enough. Andrade, a far lesser star, obviously got nothing. He went 50-50, or close to it, and spent a shade over a year of his life failing to recruit people into a stable about as, if not more, stupendously awful as X Factor. He was great in flashes, Andrade, only a bit slower with exponentially more gruesome offense, was for a time really cool. He didn't deserve the creative, but didn't justify a much bigger push either. He wanted out, tried to get out by assaulting Sammy Guevara, and wasn't allowed out. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Number 5. Dustin Rhodes 
Dustin Rhodes was a pivotal figure throughout the early phase of AEW's existence. His classic match with Cody at its inaugural event was vital in informing fans that deep, almost torturous emotion was back on the national stage, and he was tremendous playing both wise, witty veteran and the ultra-sympathetic target of a heel beatdown. Even in 2022, he worked a superb match against CM Punk on the April 20th Dynamite. The selling from both men was incredible in a match in which every move meant something. It was so good that you almost bemoan many of their peers for not thinking about it all quite as deeply. Elsewhere, the wear and tear might be creeping up on the ageless cowboy at long last, competing so far in five matches total in 2022. Whilst he's still involved in a coaching capacity behind the scenes, he himself revealed on Twitter that he's doing some heavy thinking about the next step. Number 4. Abaddon From an uninformed distance, it feels as though Tony Khan is afraid to commit to the Abaddon character, who, in a very different way to Antonia Gogo, isn't someone that he can beat arbitrarily. What good is a wrestler so unhinged that they think they're a zombie, while commentary provide the crucial distinction that they definitely are not, and then doesn't use this mania, violence, and inhuman pain tolerance to win big matches? Therein lies the core flaw with supernatural acts in wrestling, even if this one, as has been explained countless times, is not literally a demonic entity. They have to win a lot, they can't boast actual otherworldly superpowers and lose via roll-up to a mortal, it brings into focus how silly it all is. It seems as though Khan's worried about the optics of pushing a character who draws comparisons to certain WWE acts, he's meant to be the purveyor of a more sports-oriented wrestling after all, but perhaps he should. Abaddon's match with Britt Baker on Rampage last year was super creative and entertaining, and they always get a strong reaction. Given that Abaddon wasn't booked for a match on Halloween week this year, they're not likely to be eating brains anytime soon. Number 3. Paige Van Zandt A mainstreamish name and great athlete with a massive and devoted online following, Paige Van Zandt was an astute pickup from Tony Khan. Or at least she was worth the risk of what must have been a not inconsiderable sum of money. The former MMA star was the exact sort of performer who seemed destined to get good and to get over. It hasn't worked out. She carried herself as a star in appearances alongside American Top Team and instantly, with good obnoxious heel work, grasped the gaga of pro wrestling. Her ring work, and it was her first match, so it's almost harsh to judge, was lacking. She teamed with Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky in a win over Kazarian, Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello. It was as messy as the storyline, which hardly helped in getting her a reaction on the night, but she drew unflattering comparisons to Ronda Rousey, the obvious barometer. Rousey's debut was a masterclass, Van Zandt's, in comparison, was a wonky pursuit of cheap heat. Her trainer, Gangrel, recently revealed in an interview with KNS WrestleFest that Van Zandt, despite showing promise, didn't train as often as he thought was necessary and has essentially stopped communicating with him. That all reads as a failed and quietly dropped experiment from this vantage point. Number 2. CM Punk he might now be showing up on commentary at MMA events, but technically and officially, he's still a member of the AEW roster. At least, we think. You know the story. During the All Out 22 press conference, CM Punk volunteered out of absolute thin air that he had F all to do with Colt Cabana's mysterious disappearance from AEW, and that he doesn't care where he works or if he works. He simply wants nothing to do with Scott Colton. Which is interesting, since Colt wasn't brought to TV despite doubling as a producer and being exclusive to ROH, when ROH Rampage at this point is a more accurate name for the weekly Friday show than AEW Rampage. Tony Khan, more than anyone, knew that Colt's vanishing had created huge unrest in the locker room. But now Punk has gone, Colt Cabana is back. 
Applying Occam's razor to the situation flies in the face of Punk's conviction-drenched wrestling promo at the presser, but perhaps that's all it was. Nobody knows for sure, even if Dave Meltzer said, or heavily implied on Observer Radio, that the story of Punk wanting Colts gone was true from the start. The only thing we know is that Punk, officially, is a wall. Number 1. Parker Bordeaux some fans thought it was a bit much when Tony Khan rushed to sign a veritable wave of ex-NXT talent when the show was actually in decent health. Individually, Adam Cole, Keith Lee, Samoa Joe, Kyle O'Reilly and Swerve Strickland were all great pickups in their own way and were all tremendous and over before entering the WWE system, but their collective debuts affected the core identity of the promotion. That might sound tribalistic, but there was something rewarding during AEW's early days in watching wrestlers who had not been endorsed by WWE thrive on national television in front of sizeable crowds. It felt defiant, as if AEW's base had been validated in their belief that they knew better than the Monopoly's authority. It was definitely too much when Khan signed Parker Bordeaux. Why sign somebody who failed to star on the dead brand that was NXT 2.0? The answer is that Parker enjoys a weirdly massive social media following, boasts a striking look, and as a college football standout, is a very decent athlete. It felt like yet another impulsive Tony Khan signing, and since Parker has not been cited since August, he might even agree. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.